we just need to connect for the well-being of society, for our own well-being, because we we crave connection. We're born for connection, and there is so much research in the past like five or ten years around the importance of human connection. It's a survival um, necessity. It um, it shortens our lifespan more than uh, smoking or drinking or you know other things that you would think would take someone out sooner. Loneliness is an epidemic. Welcome to Mindfully Chaotic. I'm Amanda Marie, New England-based intuitive healer, community builder, manifestation artist, and founder of Wicked Smart Wellness. Life is a journey unique to each and every one of us with ups and downs and curves and an infinite amount of possibilities. I know firsthand what it's like to feel defeated, but I've learned how to challenge life and create opportunities in abundance for myself as I move forward down any and every path I choose. My intention is to guide you to harness your own power to create for yourself the journey that you thought was only possible in your dreams. Growth does not need to happen alone, so between myself and occasional guests from the community, I will share with you the tools to shift your mindset, strengthen your intuition, and bring forward all of your intentions. When you live and speak your truth, what you say and do will manifest. Thank you for listening to Mindfully Chaotic. Connecting with others is essential for thriving in life and in business. Creating new connections deepens learning and connectedness. As an inspiring and energetic communicator whose passion is connecting and empowering difference makers and leaders, Carrie Phipps understands this. She loves facilitating new thinking to generate insights and turning point conversations. As an international speaker, author, and coach, she has immersed herself in leadership and executive coach training for over 10 years. She has also mentored and trained new coaches, wrote for magazines, published four books of her own, and co-authored another 10 books. Her mission is to inspire a more connected, compassionate, and collaborative world. So it's with great honor and great pleasure that I introduce to you today's guest, Carrie Phipps. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mindfully Chaotic. I want to thank you all for listening and I want to welcome our guest. Hello, Carrie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm so delighted to be here. I just loved seeing what you were sharing online. And yeah, we just had that connection and I love following where that goes. And so here we are. And uh, hello to everyone who's listening from all around the world. Well, this is going to be such an incredible conversation because before we even dive right into the topics, we can actually relate the way we met similar to the message that you put out to the world, which is to talk to strangers, how to talk to strangers, do talk to strangers. You and I are on complete opposite ends of like just space right now. <laughs> that was an interesting way of me saying that I am in New England and you're in Australia, but <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. what I was getting at. <laughs> We're just, we're just on other sides of the world, but we're so connected already. Um, just connecting with you minutes ago, I'm like, okay, we are in for a great conversation. Yes, this is, I know. You know what? Honestly, I almost feel bad for our listeners, the fact that we didn't hit record sooner because the second we started talking, we already started connecting and just having a great conversation. So here we go. Yeah. We're going to just start. I just, before we really even dive deep into this, I kind of want to give a little basis about who you are and what you do. So I'm going to give you the floor and let you give yourself a little plug here and tell us a little bit about your work. Wow. Well, my, my work is, as I started to say before you hit record, I'm 
you know, in a little transition right now, but I have been coaching for 17 years, I think. I started in 2004 and that was like six months after doctors told me that I wouldn't work for five or 10 years. And that just put a fire in my belly to go find better answers. <laughs> when somebody tells me I can't do something, I just respond with, so how can we? And, and I didn't realise this until I was having, well, I, I guess I've always realised, but I realised it again recently having a conversation. And this is the power of conversations. We can have really powerful insights when we're having an honest, open connection. And um, yeah, I realised this theme throughout my life of people saying, no, you can't, or you're going to be like this. And just refusing, it's kind of like rebelling against the negativity that's, you know, dumped in my world. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm flicking that off. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was a key moment of negativity. Like I could not imagine just being in the lounge for five or 10 years. And so I started looking for, you know, other, other ways of recovering and moving forward from where I was at. And when I came across coaching, I just felt like, this website I was looking at was just taking words from my journal. And I thought, I'd never heard of coaching before, although I must have, because a few months later, I'm working with a coach, I'm doing coach training, and I'm decluttering my back room with moved house when I was really sick. And uh, so I tackled all of those boxes. And I found a journal that at the, and I was taking notes at a conference. And so there's kind of the notes in the conference, but at the top of the page, I'd written in big letters, become a coach. Wow. And I thought, what? I didn't think I'd heard of coaching until this year. And here I am becoming a coach. Or I am a coach. And um, I love that. So, you know, I love that too. Out. We could get in a whole path of journaling. You know, I mean, that's, that's an important part of connecting with yourself. But, and my first book was Create the Life Journal, um, which was about the power of thoughts and words and writing things down. And, you know, I just very timidly put that out into the world. And I opened my, um, one of my filing cabinets today. I'm looking for a particular journal. And I pulled it open and behind a few files, there's just like this stack of journals from, you know, probably the last 10 years or something. And I went, oh my word, I've forgotten I have filled so many of these. So even if nobody else bought my book, I'm loving it. <laughs> I write in it like all the time. Um, yeah, so coaching, I just threw myself into the world of coaching, learning everything I could. I just signed up for all the courses and, and then um, the Neuro Leadership Institute, um, developed from the results coaching systems where I started and um, so I was going to neuroleadership summits with scientists who were talking about you know the their research around empathy and insight and decision making staying calm under pressure and it just really gave me you know the scientific background of what we were doing which was just really profound um, you know, and I grew up with the Bible and I saw a whole lot of, you know, connections there as well. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, about your listeners, how many are familiar with that. But I just saw so, you know, so many things that just absolutely made sense about the way we think, the importance of paying attention to how we think and how we connect with others. But even just focusing on the positive and, you know, that's completely different to toxic positivity. And you probably had some conversations around that. But um, the importance of now I would say building mental fitness, you know, growing our mental well-being as we, you know, are always investing in our physical well-being. So, yeah, it's been a really exciting journey. And I think I just became more confident as I was in a very, very encouraging, empowering community 
I remember going to see a client who I felt a little daunted by. I'm like, you know, he's older than me. He's really professional. And, and because I was still recovering, I, I actually did not look very well. I looked like a pimpled teenager. I had so much um, toxins coming out my neck. And so my neck was like, oh, just pretty rough. And I rang one of my coaching colleagues on the way to that appointment. And I said, can you just remind me that I'm a good coach? And she's like, oh, Kerry. You're... And she gave me all these specific examples of how I was a good coach. And I just felt so empowered and confident and I could just completely connect with my client, focus on him and what he was after. And, um, you know, we had a beautiful coaching relationship and he referred me to others. And, and I just think we, um, you know, we need each other for encouragement and connection. And I really value that because if I'd just gone in there feeling intimidated, we just wouldn't have connected. Because if we're worried about ourselves, then we don't connect well with others. So, you know, a key part of my Do Talk to Strangers book was creating the asking model, which is A for awareness. The A is um, the first part of that. So we've got to start with awareness of self and then awareness of others and what's going on around us. But um, we've got to manage the conversation in our head. And so that, I guess, has been my, you know, story of, it's a very long story. I'm trying to give you a short one. <laughs> oh, okay. It's great. I, I honestly yeah. love this. They told you you can't. So you told them that you will and you yeah. have. And <laughs> yeah, I love right. hearing this. I think that it's a very inspiring story. And I think for all of our listeners that that is something to show people that sometimes it does really just come down to deciding you want to do something. You have a life circumstance. Yes. told you you can't. And you said that that wasn't true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's been so many, so many times where you know people have just said um you, know, you shouldn't just have one child because they'll be spoiled and I'm like I am determined that my son will not be spoiled and have all of those like single child traits and um I mean he probably has some but he's a very balanced giving empathetic human being <laughs> in a service <laughs> role making a difference in the world which is really exciting um but yes yeah, so many times people have said you shouldn't do it like that you can't do it like that or you know you're not corporate enough um, I always found that quite fascinating because what does that even mean? <laughs> That's a great question. That is a, yeah. It's something a lot of people go by too, which is why I really enjoy having these conversations and kind of diving in and helping people understand how to connect with people on a more human level, as opposed to yes. that corporate level we're all so used to and the way we're raised to believe we're supposed to think and connect and all yeah. that. And I think there's a, there's a process, you know, where people connect with corporates to you know get engagements or whatever um and so people say how do you get all these engagements and I'm like oh I met the CEO in a lift or I met the CEO on the train and um and we said it's a great conversation and then he introduced me to the team and they brought me in whereas if I tried to connect with the team to then get to the CEO or to get to a decision maker they might say oh you're not corporate enough I'm just a real human being and I don't know the the corporate language you know I'm a I'm a farm girl um I mean that kind of makes us laugh my husband and I because I'm not very much a farm girl anymore I when I need to I can jump on the bike and like round up the cattle but <laughs> I, don't, I don't tend to do that much you know we go and visit my parents on the farm they're still on the farm at 75 working their butts off that's um, amazing <laughs> yeah. I'm a city girl but would honestly a farm girl at heart like I can't wait to one day be yeah. living in the mountains or on a farm and just like, I, I don't get yeah. me wrong. The city is great, but yeah. I have done my time in the city and I am 
very much ready to make that transition at some point soon. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we're living in a small regional city. I've just showed you my backyard. Um, we have so much space. And over the years, people have said, when are you moving to Sydney? I'm like, why would I move to Sydney? You know, I can fly to Sydney, which is one of the more expensive flights um, between capital cities. Like Sydney, Melbourne is cheaper than um, my place too, which is Dubbo to Sydney. Um, but I could do that a couple of times a week and not pay as much as I would pay for living expenses in Sydney. Well, um, the thing with that is those flights give you the perfect opportunity to be sitting next to someone who may be oh my gosh, that perfect stranger for you to talk to. Yes, and they so often are. And, you know, it's hilarious how so many times uh, when I have like an early morning flight and I think uh, I'm, yeah, I'm too I'm not functioning yet. You know, I'm too tired to talk to anyone. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and journal. And, you know, sometimes if it's a quieter flight, I might have a seat on my own. But it's often when I am least expecting it, least feel like connecting, somebody will sit next to me and I'll just say good morning to be polite and... And then we're in conversation and then I'm learning amazing things or I'm connecting with, um, with people in their world or I'm introducing them to somebody and, you know, some beautiful friendships have started and also some, some turning points. So I just saw a memory in my Facebook a couple of days ago. I just love that feature. Uh, I met this Indian woman on the flight from Dubbo to Sydney. And I said to her, are you just flying to Sydney today or further on? And she said, Dubbo to Delhi. And I just went, oh, wow. Um, anyway, we had this great conversation. She was a retired teacher. And as she shared her story, I just said, I can just imagine how your students are all over the world. And the difference that you would make, I've got goosebumps now thinking about it, the difference that you've made in your lifetime of teaching English to Indian students. And they're all over the world doing incredible things. And Anyway, at some point in the conversation, she just said to me, you need to speak in India. And she was very determined about that. And, and I said, um, really? Like, would they even understand my accent? And she said, oh, you speak very well. I was like, okay, thank you. But it just was such a foreign idea. Like, I don't know anyone in India. Um, yeah, I just, it just was not something I'd thought about. So we went but to India, though. We went to yes, India. Yes, yes. So um, that was really maybe a year or so before I was invited to speak in India because of my Do Talk to Strangers book. So I find myself in India speaking in four cities, seven presentations over three days. <laughs> it was really hectic. Wow. Um, and one of the audiences was, I was told that there might be four or 500 students in this. We turned up surrounded by paparazzi. I've never seen anything like it. It was hilarious. Um, and I took a, you know, cameraman, my media guy with me from here. And he said, I don't think I'm going to need to do much filming today. And I'm like, yeah, just enjoy the day. So many cameras like surrounding the car. We get out of the car. There's like this massive billboard with my photo, which was like quite overwhelming. <laughs> but he'd taken the photo. So I just went, oh, have you ever seen your artwork so big? Because um, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> deflecting, like, is that really me? Oh, that's his artwork. Um, Anyway, they, they told me at the end of the day, there was, there was over 2,000 jammed in the room. It was this massive auditorium and uh, over 3,500 on, sorry, 3,260 on live stream, watching from other parts of the campus or anywhere else. Um, and that was really a key turning point. That's actually my, I think it's still my current photo on my LinkedIn profile. Those beautiful Indian students. And 
there's been so many opportunities, of course, that have come from that. And yeah, and I went to the Philippines a number of times. And yeah, just because of a conversation, it just sparks something new. So first of all, it just sparks a new sense of possibility in me where I think, oh, could I? Is that, is that something that I could do or that I would want to do? Or, and it just starts opening doors. So I think any conversation has the seeds of massive potential. And uh, yeah, if we're just curious and open, then those conversations can take us anywhere. Right, right. I mean, it makes sense. You never know who is going to be listening when you start <laughs> when you start these conversations. And yes, you walk into a bar or a restaurant and meet someone. You could be sitting on a plane and you can meet someone. And you never know what opportunities are going to arise. So the yes. question that I have for you, though, is you're out here and you gained a speaking opportunity. A lot mm -hmm. of times in business, or when people are in any kind of business, it it's on their radar to be open to making new connections. So mm. I have a question for you. What about when you're not in business? Why is it still important? Why should we still be talking to strangers? Even if it's just, I'm just, I'm just your average person. Yeah, what I love that. Say? I love that <laughs> because I spent a few years talking about, you know, how to connect with strangers, like to build your business, because that's what people want me to come in for you know like how do we how do we build the business build the team you know but in the end we want to have a successful business and uh that kind of leads me to my latest book um because we just need to connect for the well-being of society for our own well-being because we we crave connection we're born for connection and there is so much research in the past like five or ten years around the importance of human connection it's a survival um necessity it, um, it shortens our lifespan more than uh, smoking or drinking or you know, other things that you would think would take someone out sooner. Loneliness is an epidemic and we, we just need to look out for people, look out for each other and, um, and be aware of our own you know, connecting health. How's our emotional health? Do we have healthy relationships? And, and what's surprising is that just those little moments in a cafe where you just say to the barista, like, thank you so much. Oh, I love the joy that you put into your work. Little moments of connection that light people up. That is actually so good for us. And we just can, you know, take on a bit of a cynical mindset that, you know, those people don't matter. We don't have time to get to know everyone. So why would we? Um, but those little interactions are very good for both of us. So, yeah, the subtitle of my latest book, How to Talk to Strangers, is to decrease anxiety, build confidence and make a bigger difference in the world. So it's so much more about how we give to the world around us, but also how we receive, because I asked a number of friends to share their stories of when they've um, had an encounter with somebody that's decreased their anxiety or where they've been able to connect with somebody and decrease that person's anxiety. And sometimes it's a shared experience. Um, but, you know, it might just be one story I shared was about being in a German train station and I'm completely overwhelmed with all of the uh, names on the board. It's also foreign and, and there's similarities with some of them, but I'm like, I, I don't know what any of this means and where am I supposed to go? And so I'm saying, excuse me, do you speak English? Excuse me. <laughs> and, you know, and I found someone who helped me and she had no idea how much that meant to me. And it was a quick goodbye because I literally had two minutes to you know, follow her through this massive train station and get to the right train and then had a couple of seconds to spare. So I'm on the train and looking at her saying, thank you so much. And she, she was probably just like, yeah, no worries, off she goes. But that meant so much to me because that was the beginning of a, 
a four train journey. So I had to keep switching trains to get to where I was going. It's quite often that we see people and we're walking past strangers every day. And sometimes you give a smile, sometimes you give a wave, but we live in a world where I find that people are actually surprised yeah. when you actually say hello. Yeah. When you actually speak, you know, like a wave and a smile takes a lot for some people. And yeah. especially right now in this day and age with everything the world has gone through over the last couple of years, we have lost that human connection. I do think that the virtual aspect that we have gained has made a huge dis difference because of the fact that we can connect with people from anywhere, yeah. which is fantastic. However, I do believe that the virtual aspect does still not replace human interaction. So, That's right. yeah, and we're, we're in a place now where we're kind of all venturing back out into the world. And I'm finding that when I talk to friends or coworkers or just anyone, really, a lot of people are telling me that not only do they not know how to talk to strangers, they don't remember how to talk. They don't remember how to converse. Like we're in a place right now where just conversing is yeah. kind of a struggle. Yes. Yeah. And it can be quite exhausting. I was talking to a teacher the other day and, you know, she, of course, they're in the classroom with their mask on. All the students have their masks on. And so they're missing all of these cues. So I think it's, it's even more important that we are having open, honest conversations and that we're embracing the awkwardness. And I mean, pre-pandemic, I was doing hashtag be OK with awkward because I realized this is something we fear. We don't want to feel awkward, but we're kind of all in the same boat now with this like how do we do this interaction again and how do we connect with masks and and so I think that gives us more permission to just say to people like you know oh are you a handshaker or um you know how do we how do we connect here or you know oh it's a bit it's not quite the same with our masks but you know it's really good to see you I'm sure you're smiling under that mask um you know but we can just say what is we can just be okay with it but if we're trying to make it like something that it was then or something that it's not then it's really difficult and awkward but I think we've been doing that for always you know people walk into a networking function and they're trying to um, you know exude this particular vibe but they might not feel completely congruent with that you know they want to walk in looking like they're super successful and uh, so they've got to hold up that facade and it's exhausting so of course you know, you want, you want to just go home early or you don't want to go the next day to something else because you're just like, oh, spent all my, you know, social energy. But if we can just go in open and just being human beings and looking for opportunities to learn from each other, if we go curious and open, then we're shifting our focus from what's going on in my head to, uh, you know, what's, what's going on for other people. And I found that super important. And that was something that came up with, with coaching and, 2004 in my first few days of training realizing the conversation in my head I don't think I was aware of it before but realizing how I could make assumptions about people and make assumptions about myself and so to just be curious and take a moment to go oh I feel nervous I'm feeling this weight of expectations you know so I'm just going to let that go um, you know and maybe you can do that with a post-it note just write down you know how am I feeling and then ditch that you know screw it up drop it on the floor of your car and head in looking to meet people and just be a connector and encourage and inspire and I think those words are probably my key words for being on social media for going to an event how can I encourage people how can I inspire people uh, so it might be inspiring curiosity it might be um, you know igniting a new connection by asking people like you know who do you want to meet here tonight um, you know, or what, 
what kind of things are you interested in? Can I connect you with, uh, you know, with anyone in that field? So I'm just thinking of like this coming Friday night, we've got an art exhibition opening. And, you know, it's so lovely to have these events happening again. But um, of course, it's limited numbers. If I want to be wearing masks and there will be all that awkwardness, but to just name it and um, be okay with it. Hashtag be okay with awkward. And I love that. Hashtag be okay with awkward. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, because if I can say to you, um, you know, oh, I'm feeling a bit clumsy here or how do we do this? Then you, it gives you the space to relate and just go, oh my gosh, yeah. Like maybe you don't feel like that right now, but maybe you felt like that in the past. And so we connect on a human level rather than, a, um, you know, swapping notes on our credentials and, you know, should we really be having a conversation? You know, are you worthy or am I worthy of this conversation? We're just connecting as human beings. And that's so much more beautiful and liberating and human. So it sounds like you're saying, like, to, to be simple, like, simply just yeah. stop with authenticity. Yes, yes, absolutely. So really just kind of go in, be yourself, be open yeah. and ready to accept whoever it is that you're connecting with. Be ready yeah. to listen and learn and take what you really be able to take something out of the conversation and as opposed to worrying about what you're giving to the conversation. Yeah. 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 Worrying is a key word there. Like let's not worry about what we're giving to the conversation. Let's not worry about what we're getting from the conversation. I think we can be in such a hustle mode, especially if you're a young entrepreneur and uh, you know, hustle can be such a, um, a celebrated word. <laughs> for me it's this feeling like oh no thank you <laughs> I don't want to be hustling I want to be present yeah. because you know so many hours of hustle might achieve something great but just moments of being present can open those doors with ease that makes sense. And I feel like this goes really well with your asking model, because I know we talked about how a the first step is awareness. And I noticed that for your next one for S, it is start small. Yes. Yeah. And I did actually tack a little a few more S's on there. <laughs> so start small, start with a smile and scare yourself a little. Ah, so, I like that. Yeah. It's not like terrifying yourself. It's just what's something that would just push you out of the comfort zone a little bit. Why though? So, Why? Why do I want to jump out of my comfort zone? Because there's a great adventure on the other side. So it could be just something little like um, letting someone take your photo or being in a Facebook live video or, um, you know, maybe it's just saying to the neighbor next door, your garden is beautiful. How much time do you spend in it? And then they're off. They're talking about something they love. Um, but it's just those little things that make you feel awkward do those. You don't need to go. Let, let's just look at a physical example for a moment. Well, awkward is just a word, really. It's a word that we've created a definition. And it's a of, feeling. Yeah. yeah it's There's a feeling no... that we're afraid of. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, the thing yeah. is, like, why be afraid of a feeling that we can truly let go of when it comes down to it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if we look at a physical example of this, um, if it absolutely terrifies you to think of doing a bungee jump or a parachute jump, then what would just be a little bit scary? Like, would it be learning to ride a bike or would it be, you know, getting on a skateboard and holding someone's hand? So if that's a little bit scary, then do that rather than making yourself sick about going and doing a parachute jump just because somebody thinks that you should. Um, and, you know, I mean, of course, I always also right. recommend- Right, different levels jump. of fear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And so you don't have to like throw yourself totally in the deep end. I mean, I've done that a million times and I 
I kind of do advocate for throwing yourself out of the comfort zone fully. However, I know that's not for everybody, but I know that if you scare yourself just a little bit, um, then you can look back and go, oh my gosh, I did that. And I remember one of my clients just now, this has come to me. Um, she was in Texas and we're having this, uh, you know, Skype conversation back in the day. And she said, I feel like this decision that I had to make, it was like this great chasm. But now that I've just taken this step, which I think was just a small step, like writing it down or just committing to, you know, some small action. She said, now it's like, it's as thin as a hair. <laughs> and so it's like, you don't get that insight until you have stepped over it. And then you look back and you go, oh, I did that. And I'm proud of myself. And that wasn't as hard as I thought. So that's why I'm saying scare yourself a little bit. But yeah, start with a smile. And that could be scary just to, to smile and wave at somebody. And, you know, because you might have that worry about, they're going to look at me like I'm weird. Um, and, you know, in some places where there's this particular beach in Sydney where early morning walkers, they kind of know each other. So it's like, good morning, good morning. And then I come along staying at a friend's place but I'm walking by myself and I'm just like saying good morning to people and they're like looking at me and maybe their surprise was just, oh, should I know her? <laughs> like, <laughs> have I seen her before? You know, so we don't know what's going on in somebody else's brain and that's a really important thing to remember because we can see their response and think, oh, they didn't want me to say hello. Oh, they don't like me. Oh, you know, worry, worry, worry. But they might be going, oh no, should I remember who that is? <laughs> they're having yeah. their own little panicked moment you know so if we can just let go of those things and just smile away <laughs> no I think that's a great point you know one of the things that I always say is we science is incredible right there's so many things mm -hmm. that we've been able to learn and study over the years but yeah. it doesn't matter how smart you are it doesn't matter what you have studied all your life and it doesn't matter what you are working on right now there is nothing that could ever be done there is no type of study we could ever run to ever understand what is going on in someone else's head. It's impossible. Yeah. There's no way of knowing what someone else yeah. is thinking. That's right. And, you know, you just reminded me, the first Neuroleadership Summit that I went to, and uh, they had a pre-conference day with Matthew Lieberman, um, who is the author of Social, How Our Brains Are Wired to Connect, I think is the subtitle, and I've got the book in a stack here. Um, and he's kind of the founding father of social cognitive neuroscience. And so he's talking about how, um, yeah, how we're wired to connect and what's going on like in the lab, they're doing all these MRIs. But one thing that really stood out to me was that he said, the more we know about the brain, the more we realize how much there is to learn and that we're never gonna fully understand this incredible, um, you know, what we have here. It's, uh, it's absolutely incredible. and that's really liberating to realize that you're never going to know everything because then you can just let go of the expectation. Like I should know this. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I mean, even some of the best scientists in the world will literally say that the whole point of science and the whole point of studying these things is knowing that you are constantly learning. Things are constantly evolving. Things will always be changing. You are never going to run out of things to learn. That's never going yes. to be the issue here. Yeah. So yeah. when you're out here and you are connecting with new people, there's always going to be something that you didn't know. Maybe you know something even a little bit about the topic, but I guarantee yeah. you that someone is going to be able to give you a little bit more information than what you already had some yeah. way in one form or another. Yeah, absolutely. 
And, you know, it's also important to note that the brain loves certainty. So we, we want to know about things. We want to feel solid about something. But if we can know that we're never, never going to know anything, we can be more open to the opportunities. We can look for certainty in ways where we can create that for ourselves. It's like, um, you know, let's meet at this time. And if I'm not going to be there on time, I'll send you a text. You know, so there's little ways that we can create certainty. But to know that our brain craves it and we can't always, you know, give it what it wants. Yeah. <laughs> and we, can, we can know that, well, for certain, if I just keep connecting with people, I'm going to keep learning things. That's something that's awesome to be certain of, you know, to just go, I'm open to the adventure. Well, that's another great segue into the next letter. K, keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, keep learning, hey. keep going. Yeah, keep going with quality questions because sometimes people, like I've really created the asking model from a lot of friends and clients saying, Kerry, you have to teach us how to talk to strangers because you can't just tell us all these stories about how you met this person on the train and then this happened and all these amazing things happened, doors opened. You've got to teach us how to. And that really challenged me. And people would say, what's your teachable framework? And I'm saying, uh, I don't exactly know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like what do I do what and they're like what were you thinking when you had that conversation on the train I'm like oh what was I thinking and so it really took some time to unpack it but keep going with quality questions came up because people would say but I'm scared to say hello because then I don't know what to do next and we try and map out this whole conversation like I'll meet Amanda and then I'll ask her this you know like so what do you do and then she'll tell me this and then I'll say this and you can't work it all out because a conversation is like a live thing that could go in any direction. So rather than trying to figure out a little map for the conversation to have this framework and quality questions are not complicated questions. They might be questions like, oh, what else? Or so what are you looking forward to? Questions that are really easy for other people to answer. Um, not questions where there's like a, a right or wrong, um, but their opinion. So do you know the best cafes around here? Or, you know, do you have a recommendation? Or what do you, yeah, what are you looking forward to is a great question because it shifts the other person into looking forward. You know, even if they're saying, <clears throat> oh, I'm not looking forward to anything, you know, then I might just go, yeah, sometimes we can feel a bit like that, you know. <laughs> what, what do you wish you could be looking forward to? Or, you know, what are some of your favourite um, your weekend moments or yeah, who are the important people in your world? Um, you know, what matters most to you? I mean, sometimes people are just like, I don't want a conversation. And it's like, that's okay. They might need to have that space. But um, yeah, well, sometimes. That kind, of, that kind of ties into your next one though, like the whole interest in others thing. Yeah. Because. Yeah. And yeah. And it's a choice, right? So I realized this, this is another gift of an airplane ride where I, was not interested in talking to somebody. I'm like, I'm too tired. And I choose for a moment just to be polite, respectful, um, to just express interest in another just for a moment. I think, and this is twofold. So one, if, I'm, if I give somebody a moment of attention, then it's easier to get out of the conversation because sometimes people say to me, but I don't want to start a conversation because what if I can't get out of it? Like, what if they just want to keep talking? And if I show them interest and say, thank you so much for sharing that, and then excuse yourself, I might say, 
Thank you so much for sharing that. It sounds like you're really excited about, you know, where you're up to today. I just need to take some time to do some work or to do some, you know, thinking about my upcoming events. Um, will you excuse me to just close my eyes for a while? Because the other person has been respected, acknowledged, they're far um, more ready to just go, oh, okay, sure. But if I'm just trying to ignore them and they're like really desperate for connection, they're just chat, 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 chat. And, and then I'm trying to withdraw. And then it's like an unhealthy, unhappy situation for both of us. So just to, just to lean in and just to give full attention for a moment, just to express interest does make it easier to exit. <laughs> but the other thing that generally happens is when I've just expressed interest, like I've chosen to, because here is a human being who matters, then I find that I really am interested. And, and in my second Do Talk to Strangers book, which is the travel toolkit, I wrote about a gentleman I met on a flight. And yeah, it was one of those times where, you know, it's partway through an eight hour flight and I think I'll have a nap now before I land in Singapore. So I'm just gonna get a cup of tea, but I run into him in the aisle and he was just enthusiastic. Like he had all the life and energy that I didn't at that moment. <laughs> so I was just like- yeah. We've all Hi. been there. <laughs> Hi, it looks like you're excited about where you're going. Is it Singapore or further? And um, notice that question. I asked where he was going. He, yeah, he just started chatting and, and then um, he knew my hometown. His wife came from my hometown. And so then we're suddenly talking about old friends. And here's a man who's worked in like, I think 120 something embassies around the world. He had an absolutely fascinating story and mutual friends. <laughs> which is crazy and uh, wow. so we, connected, we connected on Facebook later and then I was able to connect him with because he was helping refugees I was able to help him with um, another leader in another city that um, was working with bringing refugees to Australia and looking after them and so that was such a gift to be able to connect them and you know when people are commercially minded and going so where's the money in that I'm like there's not like I'm just happy to have helped those people because they're helping other people and like Oh, that's such a joy. And now I've got these, you know, beautiful friends that are, you know, difference makers in the world, which I think you mentioned in the introduction. I'm passionate about inspiring and connecting and, and encouraging difference makers because you don't realise the difference that you make. And uh, so it's so important to keep encouraging people that are passionate about making a difference. No, I think that's fantastic, especially because I, I like the encouragement that you just referenced as well, yeah. because I do think that one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that is what there's a lot of lack of. There's a lot of lack of encouragement. A lot of reasons yeah. why we're afri afraid to speak up and afraid to make these conversations and talk to people is because there's been plenty of times where you get shut down. There's plenty of times yeah. where you get made to feel like what you said was weird or that awkward, that hashtag, don't be afraid to be awkward. or, or yeah. <laughs> Hashtag be okay with awkward. Hashtag be okay with awkward. I love that because <laughs> the thing is that that fear of not feeling like, you are confident enough yeah. to actually jump into one of these com these conversations. So like my question to you though, is where do you build that confidence? How do you come up with that next letter in our <laughs> chart here, the N, our that's natural a, confidence? That's a beautiful segue, but do you mind if I just go back <laughs> a moment? Um, because you just sparked something for me when you talked about the encouragement and the, the difference makers. There's such a vulnerability about doing something positive for somebody else about speaking up about encouraging and so 
in that that vulnerability is what we need to to support to lift up to go you know if your heart is to make a difference if your heart is to help people and you think that maybe your song or your art or it just might lift somebody up then it's something of you it's like your gift to the world and you feel vulnerable but it's like but it matters and yeah let's just keep drawing that goodness out of people because often the best parts of people are what they feel most vulnerable about because it's just it's your gift and it's who you are and it matters more than you realize because you live with yourself and you're just like oh but those things are boring you know it's like that's just always been there I've just always wanted to paint or draw or write or um you know and so we play it down and yeah, we need to, to nurture that. You know, what are, the, what are those inklings that you have? They're like tiny little plants <laughs> that um, just need a little encouragement to grow. So, so like finding those little pieces of yourself and yeah. learning to become not just okay with them, but realize that it's something that you have to offer to the world, even if it feels like something so simple, even if it's something as simply as that, hello, the kindness, knowing that you can put a smile on someone's face just by talking to them. Yes, yes, yeah. I met somebody yesterday on Facebook who um, shared a post this morning about how since our conversation, she's just going to be more intentionally kind and more focused on other people rather than just rushing into her, rushing through her days. And uh, yeah, it's just those little moments. Yeah. So um, thank you for asking about natural confidence because I need to declare um, that despite the assumptions that people would make, I'm not a naturally confident person. Uh, but why I talked about natural confidence is because it's coming back to what we were just talking about, like just who you are. This, this part of the asking model came up because I was having a conversation with somebody about, you know, this, putting this together, this asking model. And he said, yeah, but I'm not naturally confident. And I went, ah, but I saw you totally in the zone, totally confident on the weekend talking to this other guy and he went oh yeah but that's different because like we're both learning Spanish and we're both like you know have an interest in chess and so they're talking about stuff they know and I went see that you were just being yourself and just engaging with what matters to you what you're interested in so then you are your natural confident self but when you are trying to fit in someone else's mold when you're trying to know things then you put this pressure on yourself and your confidence just drains out your toes and I know all about that because it's been so much of my life, um, you know, listening to the opinions of others, um, you know, being bullied and, and isolated and I was easily intimidated. And, you know, so my natural confidence and joy of connecting and encouraging people was, was questioned and challenged. And so I felt very small. And uh, so, you know, all the I words, <laughs> intimidated, <laughs> isolated, inhibited, insecure, inadequate, and when All we on words yeah when we when we can just let go of all the expectations of ourselves and others and be who we are and just be okay with not being like other people knowing that you know what we appreciate in others is their uniqueness we go oh, the way that they throw themselves into that role when they're acting or the way that they seeing or the way that they just carry themselves you know I love that and and it's different to other people so we can celebrate differences in others <laughs> but then we yeah. see our own and we go oh but I'm just quirky or weird but 
is awesome. That that's a gift to other people, and not everyone's going to like it. And that's liberating to know that. And I remember this epiphany. I was like, I may not be your cup of tea, and that is okay with me. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent. Let that go. Yeah. Not everybody is for everybody, and I really love the idea about natural confidence, actually, because the fact that this is on your, like the fact that you've even highlighted this, the reason why this means so much to me is because I want people to realize that it's not just about you having the natural confidence, because when you are out here and you're asking these questions and you're encouraging other people to dive in and answer you and talk about themselves, you're then bringing out their natural confidence too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Which may be hard. It's that can be hard for some people. So I think that That is one of my favorite things that you have here on this model. Although I will say it is not my absolute favorite because my absolute favorite is (laughs) the next one, which is something that I love to talk about in life all the time anyway, because I think it's the key to success on so many different ways. And that is our letter G, gratitude. Yes, I love this too. And gratitude is a powerful connector. Uh, it's it's powerful for us, the connections that we make in our own brain. So if we're feeling discouraged, disheartened, then we know we can switch our focus and our energy by starting to look at what are we grateful for? You know, I spent, I was just talking about this recently. I met this amazing guy from Papua New Guinea. And I said, I spent eight days in the jungle in Papua New Guinea with my granddad, who was 94. And it was so hot. This, I mean, the whole trip was incredible. And that could be another whole podcast. But just one aspect of it, um, I came home with so much gratitude. But one thing I noticed was that a month later, in the middle of our summer, I still wasn't using the air conditioning. I think I'd experienced so much heat <laughs> in Papua New Guinea that I was just so grateful for my house. You know, I wasn't staying in a little um, thatched hut um, that just was so hot and mosquitoes <laughs> and everything. Um, I was comfortable and I was like, yeah, I think the gratitude for air conditioning, for lighting, for having a solid house, um, I just didn't need that, you know. Um, but yeah, gratitude, actually, now that I'm on Papua New Guinea, when we arrived, because I'm with a World War II veteran, Grandad and I were welcomed, like, in the most phenomenal way. I have never felt such a palpable sense of gratitude. So we arrived and they were in their traditional like grass skirts and, um, and just flower, flowers around their necks, no, no tops, just the, <laughs> the grass skirts. And they were singing and chanting this welcome song and they were saying, welcome our father, welcome our grandfather. And then they started saying, thank you, thank you, our grandfather. The, the bond just between Papuan and Australian was phenomenal, you know, that goes back 70 years um we're actually there for the 70th commemoration of the Kokoda campaign so um the the gratitude that they had for Australians um particularly for granddad and for the veterans but it's extended to everybody who visits and uh, it it was a powerful connector we might not have had you know very shared language like I mean they spoke English but you know there was and it's just such a different world like so much poverty and lack of teachers and like no no electricity um you know very very different world to what i live in just like you know six hours flight south it's very close but the gratitude connected us forever but in you know like i know nobody's popping over to Papua new guinea right now but you can have these moments of connection 
at a cafe, at a closed store, when you just express gratitude, when you get off the bus and you say to the bus driver, thank you so much, appreciate your safe driving, or just even a thank you, how many thank yous a day do they get? And Probably not enough. Different in different places. Exactly, not enough. Um, but gosh, we wouldn't want to walk all that way. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> yeah. And that goes for everything. Like you didn't want to make your own coffee. So you went and bought a coffee and someone sat there and made it and served it to you. Or you sit down at a restaurant because you didn't feel yeah. like dinner. And there's a whole chain of people that actually sat there yeah. and take care of you. And it's when you show that gratitude, even just for the experience itself, even if you can't show it directly to the person, I feel like that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Little post-it notes. And uh, I have these other little cards. Um, I get these from... Uh, a stationery store so this one uh, I used to put these in my son's lunch boxes it says I'm proud of you and on the back you're terrific and you're this little space to write words um, it says lunch lunch mail but I'll pop this one open and we'll see what it says I'm pulling for you I'm proud of you I'm here for you <laughs> that is awesome yeah, it, yeah, it's is. Cool. it really um, is. we don't hear that enough in a day and sometimes we need to hear that to kind of combat with that inner little gremlin that likes to pop us to make, pop up to make us feel like we're not good enough at something or that we shouldn't have this conversation shouldn't talk about it we yeah. we need that power that powerful reinforcement sometimes yeah yeah so some of those little cards I've got some that say shine and some other ones that say thank you and then the quote inside it's an absolute guess for me like I don't know what I'm gonna open <laughs> so you know that one it's it's not phrased how I would phrase it but it's like totally okay it just still would make someone's day um but yeah, they might be. There was one, a JK Rowling quote um, that I, my husband just took to the bin because I spilled my tea on it. Um, but it said, <laughs> something oh, about, no. it said something about like not looking for the magic around you, but, or, you know, it, it's within you. All you need is within you. And, uh, you know, that's a beautiful thing. So I've given those to baristas and just written a little note on the back, you know, like to encourage them. And, I can Sometimes. truly speak to the fact that that can make someone's day. I've worked in the totally. service industry for quite some time and I yeah. am the type of like waitress that would write thank you on the slip and yeah. it would truly make my day when yeah. I would go pick up that slip and someone else wrote like thank you or did a smiley face back to me because yeah. nine out of ten times that did not happen. I shouldn't even say nine out of ten like literally yeah. out of a hundred times it maybe happened like yeah. three and yeah, wow a beautiful feeling though when someone actually takes the time to make you realize that you're making a difference yes yes absolutely yeah and it doesn't just make their day it, i mean you're still talking about it how, how long afterwards this, this um, is a very long yes. time ago you're so right yeah yeah so i was at a cafe like six months later and i went oh you've still got my little card there and and this the um the guy there said oh yeah i i just pick it up every now and then and read it so, and he kind of seemed a bit bashful about that. Like, oh, this little thing actually helps. <laughs> but I just thought that's, that's so beautiful. I was so glad that he told me that rather than, oh yeah, it's probably just sitting around. You know, he was kind of vulnerable in sharing that it mattered to him. Well, and that probably has something to do with the fact that you made him feel like he could be vulnerable. Because if you weren't so kind, he may not have wanted to admit that he kept it around to make himself happy. But you yeah. went in there and you expressed your gratitude and you showed that gratitude and he was able yeah. to openly receive that and respond yeah. in yeah. in such a way where you were able to build that connection. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, and, and cafes, I'm, I'm on about cafes because I just, <laughs> I, I, and I keep saying to cafe owners, like the, the impact that you have in the community is far more significant than you realize. 
you know, you're giving people a space to come and connect and that really matters. You know, there's like you're serving great coffee and great food and, you know, your staff that come over and, you know, serve with a smile. Like that's all part of this beautiful experience and it's so important because people need that. And one girl was telling us about, like she'd go to a cafe on her own um, with her baby and she said, I, this is like the highlight of my day. I just have to come here and get a coffee because of the welcome vibe. You know, I just feel like, you know, I can be part of something here. And, you know, this is someone who's going through grief and, you know, has lost the person who would be going to a cafe with her. But she's going and she's feeling acceptance. You know, in other cafes, they might be like, oh, here's someone with a pram and it's just there's not space for this. And But just to welcome her, to welcome her child and acknowledge her her little child who's not going to talk back at that stage um, is beautiful. And that, that conversation prompted me to write to the cafe owner and his staff and tell them how they made a bigger difference than they know and, uh, you know, the sense of community that they create. So, um, and they've kept that card up for a long time. <laughs> well. Yeah. So as no, I'm telling you, I'm like, amazing. oh, I need to express gratitude more often. I, <laughs> it's true though. It really does make a huge difference. And I yeah. also would love to remind everybody that it's not just important to express gratitude to others, but to express it to yourself. To, yes. You know, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's really nice. Um, yeah. Thank you for taking myself for that swim. Um, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's Thank about you for having this time to even have the conversation and be able to learn what I did from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Um, and see, I love. This is why I love conversations with new people because you can get into habits with people that you know, and you make assumptions about things that they'd want to talk about or that they wouldn't. And you know, I have said that people could be strangers sitting on the end of your lounge, you know, that have been sitting on the end of your lounge for the last 20 years, you know, so we need to have new conversations. Conversations with strangers can ignite that. We can come home and then talk about something and ask questions that we haven't asked before. But expressing gratitude and being present in that moment, not just going, you know, thanks, mate, as somebody might say in Australia, they might get off the bus, thanks, mate, and that's good. But if I look you in the eye when I'm saying thank you, I really appreciate your time. It just opens a door. It just builds more connection. And yeah, that's, I love that you've mentioned that being grateful towards yourself too. It's, it's up there with like having empathy towards yourself and just connecting with yourself. What's going on for me right now? Well, it brings us right back because I want to do a little takeaway of this amazing model. And this brings us right back to the beginning, letter A of your asking model. And that is awareness of self and yeah. others. And yeah. I feel like my favorite thing about going down the line of all of this was the way that they all truly correlate with one another. So I do yeah. want to do a little, um, just quick little highlight for all of our listeners and just take us one step at a time through it and just remind everyone, this is the amazing asking model that comes from your book, How to Talk to Strangers. We just broke it down piece by piece, but as a little reminder, it starts with our letter A, awareness of self and others. Am I nervous? How do I let it go? S, start small, smile, be a little scared. It's okay. That is okay. Step out of your comfort zone and K, keep going. Ask questions. Figure out where it is that you're going to allow yourself to keep moving forward. I show that interest in not just others, but allow that, allow yourself to believe that they have an interest in you as well and show that natural confidence letter N here where we are being ourselves. We're open to other people being ourselves when we are being ourselves and open to others. It actually helps others feel more comfortable with doing that themselves. Yes brings up so much gratitude for us and for them because we're able to share and learn and connect and grow. 
Oh, I love that. That's such a beautiful recap. And you know, you've seen the artwork and it's it's in the book, and I think you can see it online. Just download it. And I'll chapter. share that um, so, with our listeners too. Yeah, so it's like a it's like a little train train line, you know, with the straight line and the little circles. Um and, and you know, so much of the book was inspired on train trips, but also it, it could just be a circle. <laughs> so maybe it's like the city city circle line, you know, because we do go from gratitude back to awareness. And uh, yeah, I love that little recap. Thank you so much, Amanda. Yeah, well, thank you so much for creating this model because it, it truly is a perfect example of how to talk to strangers. It's a great yeah. little segue and how to make that move that we may be not used to doing. Like so many people are not used to talking to other people. I'm telling you, I'm someone who happens to say hello and smile to almost everyone I pass. And a yes. lot of times people look at me like confused. Are, are you talking to me? Are you talking yeah. like what? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. so people don't reach out to others. So I appreciate the fact that you have taken your time to put together something like this. You have your series of books. And I definitely suggest that everyone get out there and get themselves a copy of how to talk to strangers. I also want to give you a chance to tell our listeners where they can find you, what the best way to find you is, or how to connect with you and all that good stuff. Yeah. So depending on where you are in the world, um, you know, I can share the Amazon link um, and my Amazon author page has got all my books and it does link through to my website and, and blogs, which I haven't been doing very often. Uh, it's funny when I write a book, I just lose my words for like after all the editing process and it's out and then you don't see many blogs for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, the writer in me has run away. Um, but yeah, so the Amazon page is great. Um, but kerryphipps.com, you can connect with me there and on all the socials. But please send a personal note or comment on a public post and say that, uh, that Amanda Marie sent you um, because I don't tend to accept everything that comes across my path because A, there's so many and so many are sales pitches. Um, and I just love the joy of connecting, you know, like we might end up doing business together, but um, yeah, let's just connect. So send a personal note, say Amanda Marie sent me. And uh, yeah, and if you're in Australia or if it's easy to send a copy of the book, I can send a signed copy. So that's um, wonderful. Make yeah. it a little more personal. That doesn't surprise me that you would do something like that for someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we don't, we currently are not charging postage. Um, but then shipping internationally has just gone up a stack. So just contact me if you want um, want one sent internationally with a signature. But um, yeah, I, I just I do want to get this into people's hands. So um, you know, Amazon is or just wherever you you buy books, you can go into a Barnes and Noble store and ask them for it. Um, somebody a total stranger did that. Do you remember Anchor when it was like brand new when it was just a voice messaging app? Yes. It was like you'd send a two minute like you know, verbal tweet into the world, you know, like, hey, I'm here and I'm thinking about this. And you know, I did numerous ones from airports and various places, a bookstore. I met like this 85 year old lady who was volunteering in a bookstore. And um, she was talking about my book because she'd just seen it and she recognized me. And then she told me about how her, you know, adult daughter said, don't talk to strangers, mum, when she was going on a world trip. And she's like, well, how am I going to meet people and discover all these places if I don't talk to strangers? So That's I did like awesome. a little, a little voice piece with that and um and then the anchor team shared it i was there like um you know podcaster of the week it was called wave of the week at the time and so i was inundated with like so many like voice messages and reply <laughs> got overwhelming but um but one guy he actually went to a bookstore and he did a little voice recording of him asking the girl at barnes and noble in the us for the book 
and and he said see here i am talking to a stranger asking to get this book in and i'm sharing this with strangers on the internet and with kerry and it was just hilarious (laughs) but um but that's how i learned but you can just walk into barnes and noble and ask them to get it in for you that's that then you can have a lovely um you know interaction with uh, your bookstore owner well, this is a perfect opportunity for you to actually, for well, for people, for our listeners to actually go and practice some of the, this asking method because you can go in and do talk to the yeah. strangers in the store, ask them for a little bit of help and assistance, and then, you know, dive a little deeper into your work and see where to go from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny to actually talk about the title and, and people have told me that you know, I had to book on a plane or somebody's looked at it and just gone, oh, so when you start talking about talking to strangers, you start talking about the book, everybody's got a story. So go ask somebody at a bookstore to get that book in for you and ask them what they think about that title and what strangers have they met that have, you know, made their day or lifted them in some way. That I think that fun. is so incredible. And I'm going to take that and run with that. I'm going to start asking people when I'm in that situation. Maybe maybe I will start just by going to the bookstore just to test it out. I happen to be a huge fan of the bookstore. So, yes. uh, you know, go in there and asking like how they feel about talking to strangers. That could be the perfect question to segue into a conversation that you couldn't even imagine the route that it could yeah. go. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Everyone's got a story and I love that. Well, this has been absolutely incredible. And I am so happy that you and I decided to talk to a stranger and come and meet the way that we had like randomly, virtually in a Facebook group, we came across one another and there's so many people posting and there are so many people that have wonderful stories. And there was something about you that just caught my attention. I'm so glad that we were able to connect and that we were able to have this conversation, share it with our listeners. And I personally cannot show you enough gratitude <laughs> what a <laughs> grateful i am that you were able to share this with us so i want to give Thank you, the you chance to any final words or any comments or anything that you may want to put out there before before we wrap this up well i'm grateful to you too um and and i'm grateful you know for I, i'm grateful to facebook i'm grateful to the people who set up this group like there are, as you said there are so many people and I, I'm rarely in there and I can't take it all in. And, uh, but I just saw your post and I went, oh my gosh, I like this girl. And I think that's how you just go through life. You just see someone and you just go, I like this person. And I confess, I have chased someone down the street and just said, hi, I just wanted to meet you. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> well, you just made this me girl. feel really good. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for this conversation. I know it's getting late over there and um, yeah, and I've got so much more day. To, it's um, Wednesday night for you and Thursday over here. So I know that messes with people's heads, but that's the truth of it. And um, I'm so happy to connect all around the world. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful that you're now part of my world in Mandarin. I feel the same way. I really, truly do. And I have a feeling this won't be our last conversation. I'm very grateful that we've been here. And we will probably dive into something else at some point soon. I want to thank not just you, but all of our listeners who tune into this. If anyone has any questions or wants to reach out to either of us directly, I will share uh, both of our information in the description. Mostly Carrie's here that yeah. we figure out where to get her books, connect with her on LinkedIn, follow her on social media, or just go to her website, whatever it is. I definitely suggest it because after just one conversation, I'm already feeling empowered about the way I'm going to go out into the world and make my connections. So I hope everyone else is too. Once again, this has just been incredible. <laughs> it has. And I just have to say one more thing. Um, one that I haven't even mentioned is the Connect with Confidence podcast that I oh, started. You know what? I listened it's to it while I was walking my dog today. Did before, you? Before okay, cool. You. 
So I just had a thought. Sorry, I'm. This happens sometimes. You say goodbye and then you say goodbye again. again. It just um, happens a lot with Italian things. We can't help it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so now I want to talk Italian things. Um, but I just want to say I would love to have you on the podcast and you could um, tell us about your connecting when you uh, go to bookstores or whatever. But I know you've probably got like a whole lifelong um, you know, history of stories of connecting with strangers too. But um, yeah, let's get you on Connectors Confidence podcast soon too. That sounds absolutely amazing. I would be honored. And I, as soon as we finish this conversation, I'm going to message you so we can set that up. So, yeah, cool. <laughs> so once again, thank you so much. And thank you so much, everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for joining me, Carrie. This is, this is what it is. It's mindfully chaotic. It's how we take something that's all over the place. We figure out how to be mindful about it. Something as simple as having a conversation isn't always that easy. So we appreciate you helping to guide us how to do so. And that's really all that I can, I could keep going. So I'm going to try not to, like, for some reason, I feel drawn to continue my conversation with you. So I'm just going to drop it up there and say, once again, thank you so much to Carrie Phipps for joining us on this show today. I'm Amanda Marie, and you are listening to Mindfully Chaotic, and we cannot be more grateful for having you. Thank you very much. Thank you.